it's more about uh, what you do with the with your yeah. platform than than how big the platform is. Welcome to Event Profscast, a podcast built for you by Hubelo Technologies. And now here's your host, Rachel Moore. Hello, world, and especially our event planners who make the impossible possible on repeat. You are listening to the Event Profs Cast by Hubelo, and as previously mentioned, I am your host, Rachel Moore, and I am right this second sending you all of the excitement and anticipation vibes through this microphone into your speakers or earbuds, because this episode signals Hubelo's return to your favorite podcast apps. That's right. We're kicking off a whole new show with all of the secrets, hot takes, how-tos, and support you need as you plan your events of all sizes. Each week, we're going to bring you a new person, a new focus, and a new insider discussion meant to help you level up your events. First up, we took a big swing. We're bringing you into the headspace of an event content veteran. Hugh Forrest is the chief programming officer of South by Southwest, a gigantic, huge, huge, massive annual conference featuring music, film, and interactive sessions and stars. It's held every year in the city of Austin, Texas, and they pretty much take over the entire metro area. Realizing Hugh would have his hands full right about now, since South by Southwest happens in March, we shared screens with him right before the new year to talk shop. So here you go. Thank you, everybody, for joining the show. Uh, this week's guest, this episode, uh, we decided to bring in uh, a person who is involved with an event you may or may not have heard of. You probably have. Um, it's called South by Southwest, and it is held annually in Austin, Texas. And our guest today is the chief programming officer. And he's also the director of South by Southwest Interactive. And for those of you who have not checked out South by Southwest, uh, it's a very large event and has multiple facets to it. One of which, which my personal favorite, I'm not ashamed to say, is interactive. But um, he is the director and chief programming officer there. He's also a Boston Red Sox fan. So I want to put that up front in case all of you need to kind of mentally adjust. Um, that's perfectly fine. And apparently really digs reading as well as sleeping, which I do as well. But uh, only when he's not doing all of the other things, I'm really happy to welcome Hugh Forrest to our podcast and show today. Hugh, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Rachel. It's great to be here. So we're going to talk uh, for a few minutes about uh, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, we can. Uh, acquisitions. Um... I, if you want to go that direction, I'm going to be <laughs> honest, I don't follow baseball. So really, you've got a wrapped <laughs> audience right here on the screen. So um, right, how are we'll you feeling about the, the last part of the, uh, the interview? Then, okay? <laughs> that sounds good. And maybe everybody's like some of Again, I, I don't follow baseball, everyone. So if you're like sitting there thinking, thank you for not covering that yet. Let's get to the other stuff. Absolutely. Um, so Hugh, talk to me now. I always am a, I love digging into people, you know, their titles. Obviously, I always feel like just a few words of a title obviously does not give me a great idea sometimes of all the things you do. Can you describe for us uh, what does it mean that you're the chief programming officer and director of South by Southwest, Southwest Interactive? What does that mean? Uh, it, it, it is a fancy title that uh, that means, I'm sure like a lot of the uh, audience out there, I answer a lot of emails mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or avoid <laughs> answering a lot of emails. But um, a little more seriously or directly, I oversee all the uh, content we do at South by Southwest. Um, 
And by overseeing, by content, I mean all that we do from a uh, from panels, presentations, keynotes, uh, what we call mentor sessions, meetups, everything that um, is uh, conference related. I also oversee the, uh, the 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 music festival, which brings together somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand and two, or two thousand bands from all over wow. the U.S. and all over the world, Austin, as well as the film festival, which is this um, vibrant showcase of uh, up and coming filmmakers, as well as as more established Hollywood uh, industry folks, and um, oversee the comedy festival, and we also do a event called South by Southwest EDU that I oversee also, but oversee is, you know, a very broad word that means um, I have people who are very good at those jobs who uh, are much more managing the details. I'm a little more focused um, day to day on the conference mm -hmm. aspect of the event, um, sessions, uh, again, keynotes, featured speakers, the kind of people that we want to uh, bring to the audience up and comers, established industry folks, people who will inspire our community with new information, um, with new visions of the future, with revised visions of the future, with yeah. analysis of the past, with uh, information about new technology, about new trends, all of those kinds of things. So that's where I do most of my day-to-day -day work. Um, but again, oversee a, a very talented staff that that. Um, uh, manages a lot of these details in a lot better ways than I can. So you're not busy is what you're trying to say. You, you <laughs> really need more stuff to do. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, again, like a lot of us, um, uh, I could work many more hours a day and I still wouldn't get everything done. Um, mm -hmm. the key is always to try to, uh, work, smarter, not longer. And as long as I tell myself that, I hope that I'll eventually figure out what that means. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I can relate. I feel like we're all writing that book, right. Where it's like, once yeah. I, I land on the, the key or the, the fix all for all of us having more time in the day and getting everything done that we need to, then they, they won't need to work anymore. Cause they'll have, you know, hit upon the thing everybody wants. Um, yeah. So all right. You talked about just now overseeing all the content and I know our audience of, um, event planners out there. And, you know, as you and I talked offline a bit, um, we've got event planners and coordinators and even people who are, are putting on and hosting these events or asking them to be put on, um, run the gamut. They can be very small and very focused, or they can be very large, um, South by Southwest really quick. Uh, how many people on average do you say attend the conference every year? Uh, well, our last real world event, um, which is 2019, mm -hmm. uh, we had about um, 50,000 total badge holders over the space of our 14 days. Uh, yeah. Luckily, we never had all those people in one place at one time. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, you know, there, there, there's a, a small percentage of people who, who stay for a week. Most are coming in for three or four days or attending for three or four days. Yeah. Um, these are, these are, these are people from all over the U S and all over the world. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the event has changed and morphed a lot in the 30 years that I've been here. We started off as a, um, entirely focused on music. Um, mm. We now 
still cover music, we cover film, we cover technology, we cover food, we cover fashion, we cover uh, government and politics, we cover cannabis, we cover transportation, we cover all these different verticals. Um, but as much as the event has changed uh, in that 30 years in terms of areas of coverage, the bottom line, I think, I hope is still the same uh, in that we that we bring very, very creative people together, um, mm-hmm. give them opportunities to connect with other creative people um, and uh, give them opportunities to advance their career. Nice. Um you know, to, a little bit more back to the original part of your question, uh, 50,000 badges is a lot of badges. Um, uh, that may be smaller than some of the events that, that it, your audience does. It may be bigger. Um, it's where we've kind of landed on after 30 years. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm a firm believer in uh, quality over quantity. And I don't think that the size of the event particularly makes that much difference in terms of, uh, the quality. Uh, it's about, um, what we all do or try to do is, is, you know, create platforms that, um, bring people together in meaningful ways. Um, and and again, the size is, uh, the size gets me to, to, uh, be invited to speak on cool, podcast like this one but again there are lots of incredible incredible events that are smaller lots that are bigger and um ultimately it's more about uh what you do with the with your platform than than how big the platform is i completely agree and and i'm i'm sure a lot of our audience is nodding too saying that's right you know because you can you can have such meaningful um outcomes uh but particularly when you're planning it and I, so I want to ask you because, you know, someone who has in the past, in the past, I have submitted panel pickers. Um, I know there's like, there's online groups out there who are trying to like work together <laughs> to like, how do we, you know, get our proposals together. And I'm talking mostly about the content that you're, you're, um, right. you're assessing. So, uh, for those of, for those who don't know, um, can you, it, it is a panel picker, um, process where people submit ideas and then your team and also the voting community assesses them. Is that right? Where that's how, um, you are bringing in new content ideas. Yeah, in terms of conference content, we've had a system for roughly 15 years, which is a, you know, kind of an application system that uh, similar in some ways to what a lot of events use. Um, it is simply a way for us to improve the process. Um, and and I, I feel like, you know, while we want to focus on creativity with our events, uh, ultimately so much of what we do is process and how to improve that process. Speaking of huge events, like the one our guest this week is planning, you cannot miss what's in store on March 30th from Hubelo. Presenting Mix 22, the hybrid event you've always known was possible. You're invited to attend free, which is pretty mind-blowing considering the speakers lined up, Mindy Kaling, author and star and creator of The Mindy Project and so much more, is our headliner, along with a slew of topics from global destinations where our virtual and in-person attendees will join. New York, London, San Francisco, and many more. Go to www.hubelo.com forward slash mix22 to register free and join thousands of others for an experience like no other. That's hubelo.com forward slash mix22. And, you know, before we had the system, what I had found was that um, inevitably the best 
content that we had for our event was other people who had really good ideas. Um, but inevitably I would get, you know, so many of these ideas in mid February when our event is in March and there was really no way to, um, process all those ideas, uh, just mm -hmm. from a bandwidth standpoint. So we yeah. created a system where people are encouraged to enter speaking ideas in, in the summer and late June, early July. Yeah. Um, there are certainly a lot of flaws with this system, but there are a lot of pluses. Uh, it, it, it shows our focus on community. And I firmly mm -hmm. believe that what we do at South by Southwest is less about me or any of the other people who work at South by Southwest and more about the community. It allowed us to, the, this panel picker process allowed us to expand into a lot of these other verticals. It allowed us to um, also create buzz about the event six months mm -hmm. before the event um, at a time when we were previously, you know, no one was really thinking about South by Southwest. Yeah. And, you know, certainly what I've always found is the sooner you can create some significant buzz for your event, the, you know, the higher the buzz <laughs> ends up uh, when the event actually begins. So again, that was a yeah. big part of our, um, I think, uh, growth trajectory. Um, yeah. And uh, a little more detail on this panel picker process will at this point get, you know, somewhere between 3,000 and 5,000 speaking proposals from, wow. Uh, very, very creative people from all over the world. Uh, we end up uh, accepting probably between 500 and 700 of these for the event. So it's very, very competitive. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the competition is always a good thing. It, it, it again, also, you know, gives us a, a glimpse into what our community is thinking about. Um, mm. and, and often that can be, you know, uh, can be a, a window that we, we didn't, previously have. So, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that the more you can communicate with your audience, with your attendees, they often understand your event better than you do, yep. um, the stronger you are. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not very good at remem uh, remembering quotes. I wish I was. I'm not. <laughs> Me too. The one, that I, the one that I can remember really well, because it's three words, is a quote from a book called The Clue Train Manifesto, which came out around 2000. It was kind of an early internet Bible. And the quote there is, markets are conversations. And um, I always try to remember that. I always try to talk to my staff about that, that, again, the more that we can communicate, converse with our audience, the more we can understand them, the more we can demonstrate that we're humans, not some kind of bot at the other end. Um, mm -hmm. The more community we create, the more buzz we create, the more interest, the more goodwill, the more good outcomes we have. And, and the panel picker yeah. is simply one more, uh, one more, you know, weapon in that uh, yeah. arsenal to accomplish that task. It's the way you've described it. It's a great idea, honestly. And even if it does have, you know, like you said, every process has its own flaws. Nothing is perfect, but you're talking about, I mean, it really does foster, even again, by the process I just mentioned earlier, people do collaborate together to try to put their best foot forward, the best proposal forward, because they, they, you know, it, it really is. It's like, shoot, if I can get featured at South by Southwest, that's, that's really an awesome accomplishment. Um, but, but the fact that this is based on community and you've 
whether you and guys, whether you intended it to start that way or not, you may have started out as a process, but it wound up building, like you said, all these other facets that all benefit everyone, the, the conference, the registrations, the quality of the content you're getting, the fact that you're able to keep the pulse on everything. Um, I, so I absolutely. And, and I will say, Rachel, that we, we certainly, when we launched this thing approximately 15 years ago, we, yeah. we, we didn't fully understand, um, a lot of the benefits, uh, yeah. that it, that it would have. And, um, uh, again, it, it's been a, one of the, the big triggers in the growth of the event, which again is, is, um, you know, there, there are great things about growth. There are challenges about growth. I think it's also been a, a, a big um, factor in just the improved quality of the event. Before we had this system, again, I would, myself and my staff would work a lot with, you know, incoming emails of people. We'd also just, you know, try to track something down of like, I, I, let's do a panel on podcasting. Well, uh, does anyone know anything about podcasting? No, not really. Well, so it, it's a lot better to get someone who's an expert in podcasting to organize that session. Again, uh, work with the community, work with your people mm-hmm. and let them do what they do well and let them do and, and you do what you do well, which is right. hopefully knock on wood, organize events and, and <laughs> create that platform for, for yeah. these very, very creative people. That, that's so great. And, and thank you for touching on that too. I, and, and again, I know this is probably really, this is all good com, uh, information for all of our event planners to have too, because, you know, you may go in, like you said, with an intention and then it blossoms out, but also the fact I, I love what you're bringing up almost about crowdsourcing, um, you know, content ideas. I, I often have that approach too, where I might have a great idea and it happens frequently. And later I'd be like, I was wrong. I, and it's my own myopia. That's telling me that it's, it's a great idea, but you just tend to get better uh, ideas and content when you're coming from across the room or across uh, communities. So I love that you, you all have found that, you know, and nailed that down to bring that together. And plus, again, I mean, by virtue of seeing what is ultimately selected to be the content, um, very high quality. And I, I've attended South by Southwest once and it blew my mind. It, I, I can't think of a panel or any uh, one of the uh, presentations or anything that I went to that wasn't really good, you know, and really well thought out and you're requiring people to do that. It's not just, let me go fill a Google form out with an idea I have. And well, I won't talk to you until I show up. And now I'm going to present, you really do make people plan it out. Can you talk a little bit about how you, and and again, don't have to give any away trade secrets or anything like that, but you, you mentioned earlier quality versus quantity. Um, and how, what are some basic things that you and your team do to, you know, as you, as you narrow down from the three to 5,000 proposals you get to the, you know, 500 ish, um, what exact, what criteria are you using to determine this is a winning, um, winning session? This is something we absolutely have to feature because it's such high quality. Can you share that with us? Absolutely. Well, the way the panel picker works is that, um, everyone who enters an idea, uh, uh, it is posted on an interface. Um, anyone with a connection to the interwebs can see this um, interface, can upvote or downvote, simple, you know, internet style there, uh, can comment on the session. Uh, we also have an advisory board that reviews um, all the, the panel picker entries and then staff reviews them. So we've got three different 
essentially three different inputs for every idea. Um, the uh, part of that is to such that people with big social media followings don't have a advantage over people with smaller social media problems. Uh, social media <laughs> following <laughs> might be a problem. Slip of the tongue there. Um, then we're also as staff, we're you know we're we're trying to vet each particular session, look at the speakers, how much experience they have, have they spoken before, um, knowing that, that you know, a, a good speaker can make a uh, boring topic interesting, a, a not experienced speaker can make a very interesting topic seem boring. Uh, all these factors, um, uh, we, we, we will get together and discuss, uh, you know, the, the, the sessions that have the highest number of votes and, and make determinations off of those. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're pretty good at this, uh, but we all often, you know, uh, make errors there. Uh, I'm impressed that when you attended Southwest Southwest, every session was good, but you got lucky on that <laughs> one because there are always some that, that don't live up to expectations, but, but certainly, um, trying to uh, put as much work into this process on the front end um, is what, uh, what what more likely ensures success on the back end. And, and as your audience well knows, I mean, what we, do, what we all do as event planners is details, 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 trying to figure out every particular detail, trying to figure out redundancy when that, when, when, you know, plan A fails, what are you going to do with plan B? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've gotten pretty good at this at South by Southwest, but I also know that that every year there's X number of details that, ah, darn, we didn't think of that. We'll do better on that next year. And, and I think that's, um, yeah. you know, kind of the approach that's worked for us in terms of um, our longevity and, and our growth is that we're going to take a long-term approach to this. We're going to yeah. uh, try to get a little better every year and, um uh, work a lot with our community on this, work a lot with community feedback, um, and getting a little better every year over the space of, um, uh, of a few years or, uh, longer than a few years in our case, um, mm-hmm. uh, you can put together something pretty special. Um, nice. as we all know, events are hard to organize. Events are difficult. There are a lot of work, um, but uh, I think we all live for those, um, you know, magic moments when you're bringing people together, when they're creating some kind of connection, when they're finding a new job, when they're learning something new. And again, what, what we're trying to do um, at South by Southwest and what your audience is trying to do is mm-hmm. work out as many of those details, um, uh, mitigate as many of the challenges such that um, people have the, the speakers and the audience have the best possible outcomes. And that's a wrap for this first reboot episode of Hublot's podcast, Event Profs Cast. Hugh is an amazing individual. Pretty sure you agree, right? Uh, right about now, he's right in the thick of South by Southwest happening in Austin, Texas in the United States. So as event planners, all of our thoughts are going out to him and his team for a successful event. And we have more for you from Hugh in an upcoming episode. So you know what you need to do. Hit follow and add this podcast to your favorite app so you get every new episode that drops. Also, just like any great event planner, we want to know how you like the show. Leave us a review on your podcast app. We're always after your opinions and it really helps us out too. You can find Hublot everywhere on social media at Hublot. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Hublot Connect. 
and look for our hashtag Hubalove. That's Hubalove. Catch you next time on Event Profscast. Event Profscast is brought to you by Hubalo Technologies. Thank you for listening. You can visit us online at www.hubalo.com.